Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Network Show, where today we're going to talk all things tennis. We've got the women's Olympic draw just came out. We'd go through that, talk about all sorts of first round matchups. But first, let's say ho. So let's say hello to the guy who's running <laughs> oh. That was all the way from California, Mr. Astaire. How are things? How's it going? Happy to have the NBA season wrapped up. Yeah, I'm happy because of the way it resolved. And I told you right before it went on, you know, definitely made my next two months a lot nicer uh, financially uh, for the Bucks to go ahead and pull it out. And I love that you are giving uh, homage to Hacksaw Jim Duggan to start the show. So, ho! <laughs> That's what the people, I've got people at the bar that call me Hacksaw Jim Duggan with the long hair. And I, someone told me, he's like, and he's an older guy. I've never, I don't really know him that well. And he's like, if you carried a two by four, <laughs> I'd call you Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I'm like, who the hell is Hacksaw Jim Duggan? What are you talking about? That's like a very strange old, Halloween friend. costume. Yeah. Hello old, to you, John. <laughs> For those of you who are watching John make fun faces he's sweating some bets here while we're yeah. going out so if he looks a little distracted or confused that's probably what's going on how are you today i'm a lot better now that emilio nava has gone from three five down in the first set against or two five uh against a terrible mateo viola to six five up serving for the set i'll take it i will take it all right let's jump into the draw again we'll do the women's olympics right now our number one seed ashley barty leads the first quarter down at the bottom of the quarter the eight seed barbara krejcikova some fun names in the middle there diana Ostremska, Layla fernandez we've got belinda benchich and jesse pagula pavlyuchenkova's in here you know we'll start with you here spread what do you think of this first quarter it can anybody knock barty off here yeah i mean uh you know we've got krejcikova who's been on fire right uh, the hottest player, the breakout player of 2021. So you definitely don't want to get in her way. Um, Pugula is great on hard courts. Uh, you know, John and I had talked about being a little slower, but we were doing our prep. But, you know, John made a good point, and I'll go ahead and steal it. A hard court still a hard court. <laughs> Even if it's slow, it's still a hard court. And I think he, he makes a great point there. And, and we know that Pugula grew up on him and feels good. She's got a tough first round in, in Benchich. Uh, but there we go. Pavlyuchenkova is another one. Hey, you know, she, she had a pretty good season as well here. So um, I do like Barty to come out of it. But it's not a cakewalk. It's not easy. And um, it's not a sure thing. How about you, John? What do you see? I mean, is it who's upset in the apple cart? Or is it uh, Miss Barty in the semifinals? No, you know, I was big. I mean, I, I'm someone who should be bigger on Krejcikova than most, um, you know, having having that French ticket and all. But I'm still not. I'm still not sold. And I do think Barty on um, on a hard court should be able to take her out in the quarters. I think it's a pretty nice draw for Ashley Barty, actually. Uh, so I don't have anyone in this quarter for that reason. I think Barty should be um, the presumptive favorite, and she is. So uh, if anyone, I think this is a name you had mentioned in our prep. Um, so I, I think... I like the looks of Pavs if she can get by her in the third round. I really like her ability to match up with someone like Krejcikova. I'll let you take that away, though, because I know that's uh, that's your kind of deal. Yeah, it's one of the things we were talking about before the show. This t tournament is pretty interesting in that there's a lot of big names. But you go back historically, in just about every Olympics, you get to the semifinals. There's one name in there that doesn't quite make sense, if you will. I mean, we had Monica Puig take the gold last time. I can't remember the exact name in 2012. There was a Russian woman who was had a higher ranking that kind of snuck through and won her quarter. So you start to look at this draw. Ashley Barty has a nice setup. Um, we'll get to Osaka in a little bit. You know, the top odds, Osaka's three and a half to one. Barty's four and a half to one. We've got Sabalenka at seven, Schweitek at nine. Everybody else is in double digits. So, so my plan here is to hopefully stack up a handful of big numbers. Pavlyuchekova is one that was right kind of on the cusp for me. I'm looking at 50 to one 
on her, I'll, I'll probably likely add that. You know, she's got a Ronnie here in the first round, which would be no problem. The winner of Watson Freedsome doesn't scare me at all. You know, Barty, she could be competitive in that match, um, and we'll see it. If she wins at that point, I think the bottom of the second quarter, too, might be a little open. Krejcikova has been great. Um, we'll see if she can continue to play tennis like that. But, you know, the market has adjusted. We're always here to talk about value. She's less than 20 to 1, right around 15 to 1, 16 to 1, depending on where you look. No interest in that number. But Sprint did mention Jesse Pagula. She's someone we haven't seen play in a little while, but was spectacular on hard courts at the beginning of the season. At 50 to 1, you know, I think she could be competitive. That first round match with Benchich is obviously not the best thing in the world. But at 50 to 1, I think there's a chance she can kind of rip through this bottom quarter. And maybe Pavlyuchenkova does some work for her, beats Barty. And now all of a sudden, I've got a quarter winner at 50 to 1. It's a lot of value for me. So, I mean, I would probably have her closer, like maybe in the 30s. So I'll grab some Pagula 50, maybe some Pavs 50. Yeah, I, I do like that that Pavs look because, look, if she gets by Barty, that's a big if, right? <laughs> that's Obviously, Ashley Barty's playing tennis, but I'm still I, – I, that was one of the – and I said this in a, in a few group chats, and I know that I was talking to you and Steve about this too, Alex, is I still think that was one of the more underwhelming Grand Slam titles I've seen. And a lot of people preface that by saying not to take away from it, but no, 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 I'm not going to preface it with that. I just think she was so underwhelming in a lot of those sets. The Kerber match, the scoreline was not indicative of how that match went. Um, the Pliskova match, she let her right back in it, and Pliskova was dreadful. A half-decent Pliskova probably wins that final. I'm just not convinced. In this spot, the draw just sets up so well for her until paths. And then after Pavs, I still think that she matches up really well with Krejcikova, who can't really hit through, who can't take her time away, um, and who isn't someone who's going to punish um, her slicing ability. So as much as I would like to oppose her on the outright market here, I just I can't based on the draw. I agree yeah. with John there. We're not taking anything away from the historical perspective. We're not saying she's not deserving of the Grand Slam. But let's take the performance and use it to handicap forward. It wasn't the best form. It wasn't the best tape study. I mean, um, even if you took the tape yeah. study of when she won, um, you know, the French two times, two years before that, right? It was much more impressive than I thought the way that she looked on the court there. So we're not taking away from her historical achievement. We're not saying she doesn't deserve to be number one in the world. But we're saying going forward, she should be overvalued. And the way that, that Alex is doing it, by finding two other players, combining it, and if she does show up and she's not the player that, that – the books expect you've got all all this value. So uh, I love the way that both of you guys have attacked this quarter. Yeah, Barney, and this is something maybe curious to get your guys' opinion. It seems she goes through lulls in matches. There's like a yeah, game like or two. It could last as long as a set where it's just like all of a sudden she's missing lines. She looks a little slow. She's kind of confused and hesitant. I mean, for someone that generally has all the tools, it's odd to have that be kind of like her one thing. So, I mean, is that something you guys have seen in her game? It's it's more half a set, not even a full set. It's usually like set and break up, and then things come apart. Against Suarez Navarro, she's rolling, and then loses the second yep, set in the exactly. first round. Against Pliskova, rolling. My over was dead as could possibly be on multiple Miracle. occasions. And somehow it cashed. And I, I was sitting there, I'm like, I cannot believe I cashed this final ticket. Like, I did a video for a YouTube network that I that I work with during the slams. I was like, I cannot believe I just cashed that over. <laughs> like, what a way to end the tournament. Thank you very much on the women's side. Like, but yeah, it's it's half a set. It's it's not just that she dominates the first and third. She dominates the first set and a half. And then the lull comes in. And it's like, but it's it's against players not even playing well. Like, if these players were playing well, that lull could be stretched into some serious danger 
And that's the trouble she's going to run into if she if she keeps up with that kind of inconsistency within sets. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's certain things that just don't don't make sense in tennis, right? Like Kerber's game not translating to clay, and this is one of them. Artie's Ash Barty is a great professional, right? Um, I read an interesting article in, in an Australian uh, paper about you know the difference between Kyrgios and Barty and why Kyrgios was able to go to to or Barty was able to go to Wimbledon and basically just show out, and, and Kyrgios went and kind of stalled out. It's because of her preparation, professionalism, and dedication to the sport year round. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for a player who's that dedicated, right, that mentally tough. And you listen to her in interviews, and everything that she says is something that you would want a player that you're backing to be saying, to have these little lulls. Like, we expect it with kind of the more erratic head cases like Georgie, Ostapenko, right? I mean, we could tell who we expect to be inconsistent. The way she prepares and the way that she comports herself, it's really surprising that she does have these lulls. And if she gets rid of them, watch out. I mean, she could really go on, on a nice run here for the next couple of years. Great use of comport. <laughs> Thank you. Fantastic. I just want to make sure we pointed that out. All right, let's jump into the second quarter here. Arena Sabalenka, right up there at the top, the three seed. Mugu roots of the seed down there at the bottom. Kudamatova's got Mugu there in the first round. Wang Chiang, a favorite of ours here. Elena Rybakina there. Um, some interesting names overall, though. It kind of feels like a Sabalenka, and then maybe the winner of that Kudamatova Mugu Rutsa match. What say you, John? Yeah. Um... Do I trust Sabalenka to go two straight big tournaments deep? I'm looking to fade here. Um, and I'm looking to fade with someone who can hold their serve just as effectively as her. Someone who's a little more athletic. Someone who isn't, you know, boom or bust nearly as much in their ground stroke game. And someone in this quarter that fits that description, Garbina Muguruza. Uh, she's the second favorite here behind Sabalenka, at least in the outright market. She's 11 to 1 at bet 365. And I like that number because I think she's the best player in this quarter um, in these conditions. Look, Kvitova's in that section as well, and I can almost completely rule her out because it is hot right now in Tokyo, and it's expected to be humid for a while. And those are two things that do not go well or do not fit well with Petra's game. Look, even in a non-humid setting or non-heat or, you know, heat and humidity setting, right? She doesn't mind some places in the heat, but when she gets to, like, Miami or places where that air is just thick, it catches up with her. And this will be like a third round match too. Like that's usually when it catches up there. She can roll through a couple and then it starts to add up um, for her. And and even without that factor in here, I think Arbenia Mugruth has a great shot against Kvitova as well. Because again, she's not so reliant on that one big weapon with her serve. So I am looking to oppose um, both Kvitova here and um, Sabalenka. And I know in the last quarter you took two players one in each section that were 50 to one Pagula was in that second section targeting Krejcikova's overreaction and then the other in the top half I like that and if I were to do that here with the second name it would probably be one that I know you're probably going to mention so I'll send it back to you <laughs> well I'll get past it to spread first I like to give him a chance here before you and I run through and say all the interesting things what say you about this second quarter Mr. Astaire so I want to I want to up my approval rating uh, with tennis Twitter here and, and take one of their favorites and, and that's Petra that, that John just talked about and he made all these great things but tell me this isn't baked into the number I mean plus twenty five hundred uh, to to win the whole thing to me that's just wild uh, of a woman of her caliber I mean by comparison uh, Sviantek is only plus seven fifty and while she's a great player um, I mean. To me, that that's just wild here. Uh, uh, Sakari plus eighteen hundred, right? I mean, uh, she's the same as Rybakina. I think that even though the weather will be an issue, um, you're you're giving me a great number here, and, and you know, 
I, I could I could use some, some tennis Twitter love here, so I'm going to go ahead and take their favorite. I'll go ahead and take Petra Kvitova at plus twenty five hundred to come out of the, or to win. But that's my pick for the quarter. Always a pleaser of the people, folks. Yeah. That's why we have them on. That's what happens when you grow up and you spend your whole life in that California sun. You're just soft. <laughs> <laughs> I like Kudamatova here. I kind of hinted at it. I let John talk about Muguruza there. If Muguruza wins, I'm all for it. I, I think she does beat Kavitova there. If Sabalenka is there in that quarterfinal, that's going to be a great match. I think Muguruza can definitely win there, even if it's Rybakina, who I think is live here as well. Muguruza can do well there, but... I like Kudamatova in this match. I, I don't know. It's for some reason Muguruza to me hasn't looked totally locked in. She's been pretty inconsistent tournament to tournament. I went back and looked. She's played the Olympics a couple times, not done too well. I, I wonder what her motivation is here. But at the end of the day, I mean Kudamatova. We'll talk about her in the single match. But I'm looking at her a hundred to one to win this event. If she beats Muguruza, I'm not concerned about her beating Kavita. I'm pretty sure she did that last year or this year. Um, Sabalenka again, someone I'm not too concerned about. Rybakina there too, and then she goes into the court, into the semifinals where it might be Barty, but it might be somebody else like we talked about. Barty is very vulnerable here, so I think this top half has a couple nice spots. And again, although I hate that I have to bet on somebody from that right perspective, that's a big underdog in, in the first round at 100 to one. If she can win this match against Muguruza, I think I'm in really good shape to, to have her in the quarterfinals, maybe a little bit further. And then I mentioned Rybakina. She's someone that I just really like to back. At, at any point, she can kind of catch lightning in a bottle on some of these courts. I think she has a very soft draw. If Sabalenka is there in that third round, that should be a great match, very competitive. But, again, Sabalenka might, you know, pull a Sabalenka here and lose to Lynette in the first round or get snuck by Vekic or Garcia in the second round. It's all very possible. So with that in mind, happy to grab Rybakina. I'm looking at 25 to 1 there. And then um, – like I mentioned, Kumatova 100 to 1 in my uh, continuous plan to try to grab some big numbers. We'll see. I'll, I've got it all figured out. I'll let you guys know what it looks like when I put it together. What the so that, is. that was the name I was going for, the Rybakina in the other section. Uh, mm -hmm. Is the one I'd look to target. If you want to target the upper half of that quarter with Sabalenka, that's probably the name I'd look at as well. I might add her small as well. Um, just a half unit on Muguruza for now for me, but I could actually go for some uh, Rybakina as well. Do you guys think that Wong has any chance of making noise here in this tournament? No. Wong Chung? Yeah. No. Okay. I'd now like she'll to win say it. Yes, I, I can't. I can't, <laughs> can't bring myself to now it. she'll win it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope she breaks through here. She's one of my favorites. It's really regressed over the last year. It would kind of be a Puig style thing, to be perfectly honest. I mean, yeah, I mean wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, we we've seen we've seen crazier things here before. Third quarter. Wimbledon, second place finisher, Carolina Pliskovar, top seed, <laughs> Alina Monfils, formerly Svitolina down there at the bottom. Uh, Tom Lianovich is here, Stoyanovich. We've got a Zachary Contivate first round. Jennifer Brady playing tennis for the first time in a little while. Olmst Jabor, mm. Ostapenko. Some really fun names in here. Kind of a wide open quarter from my perspective. As I started to look at some names again, trying to just pick up some big numbers there. The shortest number I have on my list is Zachary at 20 to 1. She's been playing some fantastic tennis. If she gets past Contivate in that first round, I think she's in great shape to pass through everybody else here. Olms Jabor looked really interesting to me. It looks like she's right around 33 to 1. Um, and then Jennifer Brady at 28 to 1. Um, you know, it's a lot of outrights kind of together there in the same quarter, but. I just start to look at this draw. I mean, we're going to probably have Jabor Brady there in the third round. You know, maybe Penko upsets that or something, but happy to have that. And then I think basically I have the winner of the quarter here with one of those three, I think. I mean, what do you say, John? 
I do like the Jabor number just because I'm looking at the draw now. The second round against Pushka was the obviously the hurdle. Um, but then after that, it's pretty much smooth sailing to the quarters, right? Like Vesnina, Ostapenko, Georgie, and Brady. Brady coming off plantar fasciitis. Um, you know, I don't know if she gets through Camilla Georgie. If Camilla finds her her stride for long enough, she could very well take her out on any day, let alone on a day where Jen, Jen Brady is playing her first match. Um, who knows how healthy she is, but if she is even still first match healthy in quite some time. So I don't hate that look for um, Jabour. My goodness. Sorry. <laughs> Honestly, I might add that too. I didn't even uh, consider that. I'm with you on Maria Sakari, though. I really do think um, if she gets by Contivate, a nice second round match, a nice potential uh, matchup with Spitalina, I think she hits well enough. Um, it's She doesn't hit as big as, as most that t- tend to get through Alina. Um, Monfils, pardon me, I'm looking at the draw. It still says Fidelina, Tisk Tisk ITF. It's now Monfils. Get it right. Uh, but I do think she matches up well. I think she's got the physicality to play a long match with her. I think uh, she can, and she, they're both in that same mold where I don't think either gets enough credit for how well they can generate their own pace. They're both seen as like counter punchers, but you know, Sakri's serve is just so much better than Svitolina's right now. She's improved it year over year, and it's really shown uh, on the hard courts. And most of all, the reason why I like this is because we know on the on Courts like this, she can grind and she has the physicality not to be bothered by the Osaka power if she does get to the semis and it is Naomi Osaka. Um, you know, we've seen her beat Osaka this year already. Wasn't she the only one to beat Osaka on hard courts this season? I believe or was there someone else? That's, that sounds like that sounds plausible. I know she did beat her, but I'm trying to think if anybody else got I think Osaka. it was Miami. Uh, she got her, right? On hards. I don't know if anyone else has beaten Osaka on hard courts this season. She won. Um, she withdrew before she lost to Merton. Serena got her at a exhibition. Then she won the Aussie and lost in Miami. That's it. Yeah. She's the only one to beat her on her, her last this year. Her last hard court loss. Well, actually, it's not even a loss. She um, withdrew against Azarenka in the Cincinnati final. Be prior to that. Yeah. That was in t- last year. Tormo. Tormo beat her. Oh, no, that's on clay. Coco Goff. Coco Goff at the 2020 Australian Open is the last woman to beat Naomi Osaka on hard courts excluding withdrawals. Yeah, since uh since Sakari in Miami. So there you go. Like she has the game to get through Osaka in the semis as well. So I do like her at nearing 20 to 1. I I'd certainly think that that's a decent price and she's got a f- more than a 5% chance. Put this into implied probabilities. She's got way more than a 5% chance to win the gold medal here considering uh the draw and considering that even against being in Osaka's half, she has the game, she has the tools. The improved serve is so crucial for her against Osaka because you don't want to be getting into a position where you're broken three times in the match and you're forcing yourself to break Naomi Osaka on hard courts several times. The fact that she's worked so much on that serve and improved it so much uh, is going to help her keep that to maybe one or two breaks against, which makes it a lot more reasonable to try and find um, a break or two against Osaka within that match. I think she's well poised or well positioned here um, to be able to make a semifinal or a final. Spread, what do you think about the third quarter? I mean, this th- this third quarter is hashtag it takes WTA, right? This is what we're used to. This is a wide open field where, you know, before you guys got to me, you can make a case for, I'd say, five to six different players uh, at the outright prices that I'm seeing, and, and I couldn't argue with you because this this field to me seems wide open. Um, the slower hard courts, I think, would um, – would favor Spitalina Monfields. And, and I'm a little disappointed that she didn't take after one of my favorites, Chris Everett Lloyd, and and, and, and hyphenate. Do the double? 
she, yeah. she just switched it, you know, which which is a little disappointing. But uh, regardless, uh, Alina Monfils, uh, I think, has actually a great chance uh, to come out of here. I think that these conditions will suit her quite well. Um, but I also think with all the changes in her life, it's really hard to say. Is that good? Is it bad? Will she be distracted? <laughs> will she be focused? I, I, I really don't know. And I think that, that – um, it's really hard uh, to tr try and figure that out. So um, obviously Pliskova coming off a great performance in, in Wimbledon. Uh, we like her, but she does have these issues on the big stage. So I don't want to get involved in an outright price um, right. with, with Pliskova. And I completely agree. I think there's great value on, on Sakari. A fourteen to one for Pliskova. I mean, I'll take I'll take Petra's at twenty five to one rather than, than Pliskova at fourteen to one. Um, so I agree with you guys on Sakari, and I might take a look at, at Svitolina at twenty three to one. Yeah, that was one I just missed my cut spread. I mean, she's had some success here. Just don't love the draw in terms of as things get further along. She kind of runs into those players that generally beat her. The Let's jump into players, the fourth quarter. Yeah. The top half of this fourth quarter is probably the best section of this whole draw. We've got Osaka down here at the bottom, but as we get to the top, Schweitek, Bedosa, Podoroska, Alexandrova, and Mertens are going to play in the first round. Um, we've also got Kiki Burtons in her retirement tour. Vondrasova's in here. Um, some fun names, but overall kind of a decent start for Osaka. Things get pretty tough, I think, from the quarterfinals on. But what do you see here, Spread? Yeah, I mean, uh, Naomi's got a nice little round, uh, you know, first one, two, three matches, and then she is going to be in four. Because whoever comes out of this top half is going to be in fantastic form. I mean, that is that's not debatable. You're not going to be able to be playing, um, you know, half of your potential and be able to come out of this. So um, Naomi gets the cakewalk for three matches, and then she is going to be into it. Um, I do think Naomi's got a great chance to win this tournament. Once again, we talk about it on the women's side, you know, unless it's 2016 and we're betting on Serena, we're not – Benton plus two seventy five outrights. I mean, that's that's just ridiculous. Even at five to one, which I think it opened at and got bet down, I didn't see a lot of value there. Um, so you go ahead and you just kind of take your favorite, um, you know, young star, right? Um, so you know, to me, you're choosing between Sviantek, uh, but also Gaber or Alexandrova, just because Mertens, you know, I just really struggle to see her winning a semifinal or a final really against one of the top players in the world. Um, so uh, out of those three. I got a forty to one on Bedosa. That that'll go ahead and be my long shot for this quarter. I don't I don't hate that at all. You're kind of opposing Swiatek, who is you know a great tennis player, maybe not necessarily on hard courts. That's pretty interesting. What do you see here, John? Any numbers you want to attack? Yeah, I mean, the this this kind of second seat of the quarter, if you will. And Osaka's quarter is probably the, the easiest one in the draw. Like Sabalenka gets a much tougher kind of potential quarterfinal. You know, those people mm -hmm. who love like potential quarterfinals at the slams. And yeah. I know that's Steve's favorite as well. Um, but, you know, you look at if you were to do that and extrapolate it, you know, you got Krejcikova, the hottest player in tennis in Bardi, as Bardi's kind of secondary player. Muguruza as Sabalenka's. Um, you know, who's in the third? Who's the third quarter? Pliskova and and. Monfils, but that one is more of like an even quarter because there's a lot of players that are on their level. And then here, Osaka gets Shrontek, who frankly has not proven anything on hard courts yet. So, like, who's beating Naomi in this quarter? It's just so hard to, to look over this list and be like, who? I mean, I think Naomi, not... if Naomi loses, it's because she's just not ready to come back to tennis. We have no idea how much she focused on tennis and how much of this was just mental rehabilitation for her. So, um, I, I personally think that, that she's going to come in ready to go. But, yeah, I was going to say, I have a feeling she'll be just fine. Don't yeah, you worry. I, I do, too. <laughs> I, 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 just think that, 
you can't. I yeah. don't think you can take the the number on. Even though, like, we could sit here and break down the draw and give all the reasons Naomi's going to win. I don't think there's any way where we do all this and then get to the point where we can say, "Hey, there's value here." And I see plus two seventy five. No. I'm sure you can find a five to one. But even a five to one, I don't really think that well, you, you could extrapolate that there's value in taking Naomi. I don't know. Five to one with this draw, I think you could probably justify it. She's. I do think she has a cakewalk to the semis if she's playing, you know, Naomi Osaka tennis. Like, yeah, she's easily the best hard quarter in the world. There's no one here to stop her. Mertens is probably the second best player in this quarter. And Mertens has, is like Svitolina Monfils. Like she really struggles with those power players like Naomi Osaka. So I see her, I, I kind of want to pencil her into the semis and then who, um, you know, again, there will be like a Svitolina Monfils, potentially Maria. That could be the biggest obstacle in the whole draw for her, not just, in her half, but the whole draw that that semifinal might be the toughest match if it is Maria Sakri there. If it's not, and she gets upset earlier, uh, it's a pretty clear road for Osaka into the um, final. Yeah, I think that's a price where if you want to back Osaka, wait till she, see and wait and see how she looks after that first match. Zhang isn't the greatest player in the world, but she'll be able to challenge Osaka if she's not tight, if she's not in mm-hmm. you know good tennis shape. So I think you'll get a match or two, honestly, where it'll probably still be around four to one even after the, her second match, maybe you know high three to one ish kind of thing. But I would wait and see. I, I think you'll have some time and be able to still get some value after a round or two and with some information. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, let's go through quickly, and I'll hit each of you. John, what were your outright picks? Uh, Muguruza, 12 to 1, and I've got Sakuri, 18 to 1, and I'm probably going to join you on Rabakana. I've got her 22 to 1. How about you, Spread? Petra Kvitova, 25 to 1, Badosa Gaber, 40 to 1. And I've got a bunch. I'm actually probably going to leave this. <laughs> I love it. Let's go. Let's well, so go. I'll, I'll go through the whole thing. If I take Pavlyu Chekhov, 50, Pagula, 50, Rybakina, 21, Kuda Matova, 100, Jabor, 33, Brady 28 and Zachary 20 and basically balance it all out. I've got all those women together at four to one odds, basically. I, I think, I think that's a fantastic thing. And so you're basically just rooting for early upsets. And I mean, there's so many things that are going to be different in this tournament, particularly than a normal tennis tournament. The whole right. Olympic atmosphere is there. You're not wow. just with other tennis players, not the whole, not the whole Olympic atmosphere. There's no fans. Right. So yeah. That'll be a bit different. Yeah. yeah, the other athletes are there, though, and I know they do have cardboard beds, but I think they're, they're going to figure out ways to have fun. Um, <laughs> fun. <so. laughs> yeah, I'll post my final list. I'll do a preview here when we're done. I'll put that on Twitter so you guys can see what the final list is. I feel like Brady might get cut when I get down to the, to, to the final floor. If I get rid of Brady, that gets me to 5-1. to one. Anyway. Let's jump into some first-round matches. We'll start with Layla Annie Fernandez against the human MTO, Diana Yastremska. <laughs> I think we like the Canadian here quite a bit. I mean, I'm looking at, you know, basically a pick of each way. And this is a situation where I'm going to poke around a little bit and see if I can find some alt spreads here with Fernandez. I think if she wins this match, she covers three, maybe even three and a half games pretty comfortably. What do you think, John? Yeah, I'm in total agreement with you. I think if we're talking about stylistically, one, Stremska's had one match, two matches back, uh, one tournament back on clay. I don't think she's played on hards in quite some time, um, unless I'm missing something here. She lost to Elena Gabriela Ruiz, not the greatest loss. I mean, you beat Magda Freck, who really pressured you in that first set, kind of that similar style to Fernandez, but not quite as talented. Um, 
and not as good on clay as Fernandez probably is on hard courts, especially kind of like somewhat slower hard courts, like those Mexican hard courts where Fernandez really showed out. Uh, then you beat Arani seven six six four. That's not the most convincing win against Sarah Arani, right? Like it clearly shows that you're vulnerable to someone who's going to get balls back, which is something again, Layla Andy Fernandez can do. And then you lose to Elena Gabriela Ruz in the semis. Not the greatest return from Yastrzemska. Pretty good to make a semifinal in your first tournament back. I'll give her that. But now that's your first hardcore tournament, you're playing one of the premier um, kind of defensive uh, pace redirection players out there among young up-and-coming prospects in the women's game. I do think she's going to really struggle uh, with Layla, and I think Layla's going to be able to redirect the pace more so than just slice or take pace off the ball like the other defenders didn't wait for an error. I think she's going to be able to redirect pace and maybe even find some winners that way. So, yeah, I do think this is a, a pretty bad matchup for your Stremska, especially so early in a return. So I'm going to take her. Um, I'm seeing her, I think, minus 105 um, with Pinnacle. Or it was, anyway, last time I saw. I'm going to check again now. It's you can get even money at Coolbet for all those Canadians or Nordic country people out there or Chileans. They're in Chile, but you get even money minus one hundred five um, all over uh, certain certain books up here. So there's definitely value in that number. What do you think, Spread? Are you joining us? Yeah, I, I mean John's breakdown was fantastic, so I'm not even going to add to that. I'm just going to ask you guys: is it is is it lack of self awareness or is it just trolling for her to take a match timeout on her very first match back? I mean, at this point, is she just is she just trolling us? Uh, I think that's in her mind. It's a legit strategy. And honestly, I hate MTO people, but if it works, yeah. All right. Well, I'm hey, you had a great breakdown. I'm joining I'm you guys. I would do it. <laughs> Watson Friedson. This is frankly one of the uglier matches here. Uh, Watson's minus one fifty or one point six seven. Friedson plus one twenty or two point two. What I do like here though is the over. They hung a twenty one right around standard juice. I would have this at twenty one and a half, maybe even twenty two, depending on how I tweak some things in my numbers. But like the over here spread. Do you have a side? Yeah, I like Heather Watson here. I'll go ahead. I don't have spreads up right now. I'm using Bookmaker, and they only have money lines. But I'm assuming if it's minus 145, it'll be what? Minus two and a half tops? Yeah, it's, I it is two and a half. It's two and a half. half. Yeah, two and yeah. Half. I'll go ahead and lay At, two and a half with that. Where is it here? Let me pull it up. I'm just, I got so many darn tabs open. I have it. Here we go. It's two and a half. At, depending on the book, minus 105 to minus 120. Because Bet365 likes to do that, minus 120 each way. Uh, yeah. But everyone else has it, uh, minus 105. So Pinnacle, Unibet. Um, for Alex, if he wants to, do you have Unibet in Pennsylvania or do you have to drive? That's Metrix Sky. You to drive. Well, I have oh, Unibet. They don't let me bet there anymore, but I have it. Yeah, yeah. I saw the handles. They don't do very well Unibet in the states they're in. So they they they, they limit quick, don't they? In uh, in the states because they only made like eighty ninety thousand in each state they were in. It's um, pretty so, staggering. So yeah, they're gonna limit fast. They they gotta find ways to make profit. Um, but yeah, it's it's around minus one five. I'll be I'll be joining um spread on that one. I'll be joining spread on that spread. I like that. It's always nice when Spread picks a spread. We talked a little <laughs> bit about Osaka. She's got Zheng Chai Sai there in the first round. You know, Osaka's a huge favorite, minus a thousand. Zhang is six to one underdog. She's getting six and a half games. The total is as low as 18. Anybody have a side here? I keep clicking Zhang plus six and a half and then I'm clicking it. I really like that hook. That's probably really all that's interested in me. Do you think she can push Osaka here at all? Can she? Yes. Will she? I don't know. Three and three is a win, though. Like, she could be routine four and, and you cash. Four, yeah, four games in a set, four or five, and you're 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 pretty much rolling, but I don't know. I can't join you. I can't do it. <laughs> but, I mean, I get it. I totally get it. Three and three or four and two, like, damn, man, you can lose by six and still cash a ticket. 
it does kind of have that feel of I feel great after a 6-4 first set, but then just get bageled or something. <laughs> Maybe I'll stay away from that one. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, stay away from it. There's so many unknowns involved, Naomi, in matches. Just watch it. We'll see how she goes. And then I think that um, how she looks in that first round is really going to dictate how we approach the rest of the tournament and, and feel about our outrights, right? Because if she comes out and wins like one and one, we might be worried about all our long shots. Sacri's playing Contivate here. Sacri, the favorite, minus 175 or 1.57 against Contivate again, plus 140 or 2.4. Number looks just about right for me on the money line. Maybe just a touch of value on Sacri, in all honesty, but I'm going to play the under here. Under 21 games. Um, if I look at this, Sacri plays very quick matches, especially this year on hard courts. When she wins, it's been very definitive. You go back and look at the head to head for these two, which, you know, I know one of my co hosts loves and the other one sort of loves. Um, they played a bunch of times. I think it was like nine times, and it's never gone over 21. It got to 20 once. So I think that's maybe enough juice to think about something like that. At the very least, I like the undergoing in before I even knew that. Um, what do you guys think? Do you have a side here, either one of you? I was thinking about Maria, but let's face it. I've got the outright, and this is a somewhat competitive match, probably lined close to about right. So I'm going to leave it and just stick with my outright. Yeah, give me the biggest celebrity in Estonia there. I'll take the dog price there at plus 145. I think she's got a great chance here. Um, And when she plays her best, I I think she can win. How often does that happen? I don't know, not too much. But but Sakuri also isn't necessarily always going to play her best either. So I'll take the dog money here. Peterson, minus 192 or 1.52 against Meyer Sharif, right around plus 150 or 2.5. John, I think you're backing the Swede here. Yeah, look, I, I love backing Rebecca Peterson. I'm seeing her $1.56 now at Pinnacle. Uh, that spread has translated to about minus three at minus 115. Or as I like to do, I'd rather sell that, uh, sell off to the three and a half, um, get towards even money. Look, I, I like Meyer Shreve's game, but she prefers clay. Somehow as someone who's tall, doesn't really move all that well and has a big serve, somehow prefers the clay. I, I <laughs> another one of those ones but uh, it doesn't make sense right yeah comfort but look peterson's been pretty good in the early part of the season um she put her back injury behind her and i don't like because she was so bad last year no one made the adjustment early on and i think we're still i think she should be out around a dollar 40 minus 250 on the money line she should be a pretty emphatic favorite looking at about minus four and a half games um, she's going to redirect well. She holds serve just fine. She's got a forehand to compete. She's not going to be someone who's relying on breaking and trying to scratch out holds like you know a typical pusher or defensive player would. Um, she's got the ability to find those those breaks, but will also find ways to hold it a little bit easier. And that's what you kind of need when you're looking to to lay uh, you know three and a half, four, four and a half games. So I think it should be about minus four and a half, three and a half. To me, is a gift, and I will be on Peterson in this spot. Anything to add there, spread? No, I'm not going to play it, but I agree with John that Peterson's 2020 tape was so bad <laughs> that anyone who watched that and still has that in their head isn't going to want it better. So I, I think that you you are getting a little bit of value here. And I also think that Sharif, while she's a good player, like it just she doesn't really have that like red line. Like when you're taking her as a dog, you're pretty much just fading the, the favorite. If she doesn't have that red lane like Georgie or Penko or some of these other players that we take as dogs where they can put the match on a racket. I, I just don't see that happening with Sharif. And as much as, as I like her, I do think that she's a tad outclassed here. Yeah, I like Peterson here. I might add that to my list. At the very least, I'll toss her in a DFS lineup or something like that. Yeah. One of the most exciting first-round matches, we've got Jessica Pagula, the young American, against Belinda Bencic, the Swede. Bencic, a small dog here, plus 110-ish. 
Pagula minus 133 or 1.75. Lean Pagula here, but you know, kind of similar to what John talked about in the Zachary match. I've got my Pagula out, right? That's probably enough for me. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, I think this is a tough match to get involved with. Uh, I lean Pagula as well, but uh, I mean, anytime we get into extended rallies, I probably um, trust Belinda a little bit more. I also know that Belinda's not going to be bothered um, if Pagula starts really dialing up the pace. She's pretty comfortable with that as well. Um, so while I do like Pagula, I don't want to get involved here. I think they set a great line. I can't find an edge. Yeah, that one's tough. What do you think, John? I don't know if I trust Benchich quite as much on um, kind of like slower hards as other people probably will. You, it's another one you would think her game would, would be good on it though, right? It's just funny yeah. that it's not. She's better on the quicker ones, which... Yeah, and like the, she likes the grass stuff. I don't. I just don't know if I trust her here. And Pagula's shown the ability to play on any damn hard court anywhere. Uh, yeah. I, I think this should be probably about a minus 150, minus 160 line for Americans. And it's sitting at what, minus 130 to minus 135. I think there's a mistake in there somewhere. Um, I'll probably be looking for angles to take Pagula with here. I think that it's it's going to be – if she wins, it'll probably be pretty decisively too because if Benchich's redirection game is working, she could pose problems. But if Pagula wins, it's because Benchich is making a ton of errors. She's in her own head as she always seems to be, uh, and she can't deal with the Pagula power and serve. And I think that, honestly, if she wins, I, I'm going to look to do what you're doing with Layla. I'd look for alt spreads. I'm going to look at the 2 nothing, um, maybe alt-unders. I think – yeah, I think this Pagula line is a tad off, and you have to respect Benchich. But outside of Adelaide this year, not great on hard court. She beat Kuznetsova and Lauren Davis, both in three sets at the Aussie. Um, she lost to Kirstea. She's lost to Strialtek routinely in Adelaide in the final. Um, you know, Keys routinely, Potapova in three, Vondrosova, who has not been good this year, all hard court losses. Not exactly Benchich's year. She hasn't been great on hard courts in a while either. So. Um, definitely going to be looked to oppose. Uh, look to oppose her here with someone who is probably one of the better breakout hardcore players on tour right now. Yeah, that'll be a great match. I might talk myself into some of that. Vondrasova minus three hundred or right around one point three three against Kiki Burton's plus two thirty or three point three. Does the Dutch woman have any chance here on her final lap of tennis, if you will? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think she, she's a complete fade at this point. Um, you know, retirement tours are great and everything, but, you know, once you've kind of indicated that your mind is elsewhere, um, I'm not indicate. I'm not excited about getting my money behind her because I think that she's already got all her finances and everything set up and, you know, she's going to enjoy this and make the most of it. And if she plays well, she plays well. But, um, you know, we know we're going to get 100% on the court in your final year. Is the preparation the same? I, I don't really know, and I'm sure for each individual athlete, it's different. Um, but unless I have really something to indicate that, that she's like super gung ho about this, uh, I'm not going to get involved in, in backing Kiki Burton's. And I don't know if I want to lay the minus four and a half with Fondra Silva either. Oh, you have a thought here, so gone? bad too. Yeah. Yeah. Onward and upward. Allison Risk minus one fifty or one point six seven against Buzar Nescu plus one twenty or two point two. What do you think here? I missed who he asked. <laughs> uh, sorry, you, John. Okay. Um, I've got her down to minus 140 at Pinnacle and minus 125 at Cool Bet. And these numbers just keep getting better. I might see if I can wait and hold out. Um, I like Ali Risk here. Mihaila Buzarnescu hasn't proven anything at all this year against players far worse than Ali Risk. Now, not it's, I know Ali hasn't been in the greatest form either, but grass season did do her some good, maybe both mentally and in terms of momentum and form-wise. And I don't know. I mean, she does like quicker courts. That's the one downside here. 
Boozer Nescu is just not good. Like, she just isn't the errors she sprays. Like, she's supposed to have a more consistent game with that, you know, the lefty angles. And when she commits as many errors as she has been, it's just she's not good at tennis when she does that. And, I mean, who has she beaten in the last few months? She's been Anna Bondar, Anna Karolina Schmidlova, who's probably more erratic than she is, <laughs> something Zlachova. And I say something because even I don't know that player's first name, and I can go pretty deep and in the rankings. And you're, and you're watching like ATF, ITF at 8 p.m. We're all watching major American sports. Yeah, I mean, and then you've got like she beat Aronska Roos, give her that. But these are all on clay where she's more, you know, yeah. more apt to succeed. Like on hard courts, the, the win against Fernandez was impressive. But remember, everyone and their mother faded Fernandez that, that day because Fernandez had just won – or gone to the final or won a title in Mexico and had to play qualies in Miami the next day. Yeah. And she had like three hours to land and get to the venue and play. Easiest fade ever. Annalena Friedsom in three. Like, I mean, just go through the list here. It's just not impressive. What has Buzarnescu done against a WTA level player this year on heart? Just not a lot there. Um, so yeah, I'm absolutely going to fade Buzarnescu here. And this number, if it's going to continue to improve, I'll, I'll sit back and watch it get to minus 125, minus 130 and uh, hopefully snag it there. Renata Zarazua, now she's out of Mexico, which is generally not a great thing, but at plus 145 or 2.45, she's playing Masaki Doi here. You know, Doi minus 182 or right around 1.55. That seems like a much too big of a favorite on Doi here. What do you think, John? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Doi is not going to be able to put her – like she's not – she's going to have to try and be the aggressor here, and that is not her game. That is not where she succeeds. And she's not going to get any pace from Zarasua. She's not going to get any kind of, um, you know, unforced errors out of her. And I'm now seeing a plus 157 at Pinnacle. And some reason, for, for some reason, Cool Bet's lines are just people are hammering the favorites because or, or the the other side that I want because Cool Bet has it plus 175. <laughs> I mean, it's it's getting out of hand here. Um, and again, we when we started the the prep for the show, we were in the 140s, and we're like, ah, it's still value. We've now gained like 10 cents on the dollar, up to 30 cents on the dollar, depending on the book. And it's it's getting to be even more valuable as this show progresses. So I completely I agreed with you in prep, and I'm going to agree with you even more vehemently uh, here on the show itself. It could just be people back in Japanese players. It's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, no Japanese crowd. at home. Like, there's no there. crowd there going nuts for them. You know what I but mean? But you're, you're still no there. No travel stuff, Yeah, though. you didn't have to travel, true. right? I mean, you're you're accustomed to the time zone. You're accustomed to the climate. Um, yeah, that's true. These are all true. It's a little um, bit. Although, to be I fair, I don't, I don't know if Mexico – I know it's not as humid, but it, it's very hot. I don't think the heat's going to bother her. Um, I'm not going to go against you guys, but I, I – to me, Zerazu is like bet on her in Mexico and then don't even bet her matches any other time of the year. So I'll <laughs> stay away. Alexandrova, two to one or plus 200 or three against Elise Mertens. Mertens minus 250, right around 1.4. I really like Alexandrova in this spot. They played some competitive matches. Alexandrova, I think, has beaten her the last time they played. I think that this there's just a lot of value on here at two to one. What do you think, Spread? I mean, there's players that I consistently overrate. Alexandrova is one of them, but why stop now? I'm getting two to one, <laughs> right? I mean, we talk about oh, the man. match being on someone's racket. I mean, Alexandrova, if she plays her best, is going to win. She, she, she's, she's going to be the one generating the power and dictating the pace on these points. I'll go ahead and take the dog money, right? If it's even money, right, give me Mertens. But at two to one, give me Alexandrova. Yeah, I was just going to say this seems more like a pick 'em. This seems more like not a pick 'em, but like a plus one twenty one twenty five at over three at yeah. over three dollars or plus yeah. it's plus two seventeen at Pinnacle. Yeah, 
I don't know how you don't multi-unit bet that if you have the line round, you know, plus 125, plus 130. If you're on a Kelly stake, like that's huge. It's a big bet, uh, yeah. But like this has to be a multi-unit kind of play. I can't see any way around it. Look, Alexandra doesn't mind hard court. She is, and she profiles as the type of player to beat Maritons. Is Maritons more solid? Is she better all round? Does she have a more consistent game? Yes, yes, yes. But what player is the one that profiles Maritons? We've talked, I've alluded to it a few times this show, com- like comparing her to Svitolina Monfils. Um, it's kind of Alexandrova, that power player who can dictate, and that's the one who can hit through her. Uh, I do think that that's a little much, unless Alexandra was hurt that we don't know about or haven't mentioned. That's the only reason I can see this being so incredibly lopsided. Pharaoh, plus 183 or 2.83 against Sevastova, minus 233 or 1.42. I thought about backing the dog here a little bit, but Pharaoh's just had kind of a rough go of things. John, are you backing the favorite? Yes. Uh, she's been so bad since her return. When did she return? Just before the French? Um, she got hurt in Istanbul against Kirstea, retired after the first set, came back for the French. She beat Enshuo Liang and needed three sets to do it in the first round. Didn't even come cl- remotely close to covering that spread. Then she loses to Jen Brady, who, of course, of course, at the time, probably playing through some plantar fasciitis. Not a great loss. Uh, she loses to Milodinovich. Not a great loss. This is just Zvonareva on grass. Again, she was routined by Zvonareva. Love and one against Muguruza at Wimbledon. Not her surface, but again, you know, she profiles as a clay player. So it, it's not like these hard courts are going to be that much kinder to her. Uh, loses to Irani in Hamburg. Finally wins a few matches in Lausanne against, you know, Harmony Tan and Alicia Parks. You see a, you see a theme of the players she's beating here. Yeah. And it's on her favorite surface. And then she's coming up against half-competent players. She's she's not 100%. She's in the Vekic camp for me. I'll believe it when I see it. Till then, I'm going to continue to fade your ass. So, yeah, I'll Any, be on Sevastova in some capacity. Anything to add there, Spread? Yeah, so Farrell lost to Burrell this week, right? Yep. Or was that The week that in Lausanne. Last week, last week yeah. in Lausanne, yeah. Oh, last week, yeah. So... So did I rate that Burrell win too high? Are you just telling me that Farrell was absolutely terrible and I shouldn't take anything out of it all? Because I came out and I said, oh, Burrell may be coming into her own. Let me look at her for the hard court. So are you well, telling keep... me just throw that out? And No, well, I mean, she's not going to be a great hard quarter right now. She's too young and I don't think she's played on them enough. But in terms of Burrell, like, keep in mind, and I know this because it screwed me and I knew it would screw me. <laughs> um, Burrell was only in that position because... Camilla Rakimova blew a 6-1, one love, serving at 15 love, set break lead. And that only happened because of the freaking rain. Lausanne was so rain-soaked the whole week. They were playing first-round matches on Thursday, or like finishing first-round matches on Thursday. Uh, the rain kind of killed that, and then she crushed Rakimova in the final two sets. But, um, you know, again, like she she could have been out, and, it you know, it could have been Rakimova beating Pharaoh there. And if Rakimova beats Pharaoh, how do you look at that? You, you, then you were really starting to judge it even more because you give Cla- uh, Clara Burrell, the prospect, a little more benefit of the doubt and you give credit a little, uh, Pharaoh a little more leeway there. But look, that's that to me, that's not an impressive loss, especially 7 5 6 2. Like, that's just not a good loss, man. She hasn't, and now she's coming out of hard courts for the first time since the Australian or since losing to Zhang in Miami mm-hmm. as a favorite. Yeah. Ugh, no, I, 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 I don't think she's, um, She's that good on hard courts, man. I'm going to go ahead and oppose her here. Okay. Garcia, a small underdog here, plus 131 or 2.3 against Donna Vekic. Donna Vekic, uh, 1.61 again, or minus 164. Should be a competitive match. I'm curious to see who comes out of it. Do either one of you have an angle on this one? 
I can't believe I'm going to do this after so long. I've been so okay. good. I've been in rehab for so long. Wait, 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 wait. He's betting Garcia. No. But I have to. I've been in, I've been good. I've been off the Garcia drug for so long. Turn the show off, spread. End the broadcast. That's it. I can't, I can't pass. Can you mute John? Can you mute? Do you have the power to mute John right now? No, this is the, this is the best content we've got so far. we got to throw uh, some curveballs in here. I hate it. I've been so, I think Garcia so is the right side. You, you got, but you she's really plus one forty now. To, if I have to pick somebody, I'm don't. You want to lay the juice with Vekic spread? Come on. Yeah, I do. Uh, remember last Vekic? year when? Remember last year when you kept talking about how talented she was? Yeah, that was a year ago. <laughs> Since then, she's been injured and, and generally not good. Yeah. I mean, she won two matches in Birmingham, I guess, and she beat Pound Grass Wimbledon. But like, she got crushed by Watson as a favorite. She got crushed by Pliskova. She got routined by Stoyanovich. She is still not right. I'm telling okay. you, a half-decently talented player can take her out until she is 100%, and I'm going to keep fading her. Even if it has to be with Caroline Garcia, I'm going to hashtag fly with Carol one Unbelievable. last time. One All last right. time. Well, if she wins, you got to give us a little airplane around around one of your streams, okay? Because, uh, because that'll <laughs> be a big upset in my mind. So, I mean, I guess you're right. If you're going to make a bet on this, Carol's the right side. But, I mean, with so many matches on the board, do, do you we don't really have to. get involved here? You have huh? to bet it. You yeah, to do it. I, I do. do it. Sadly. All right. Georgie, plus 150 against Jen Brady. Brady right around minus 190 or 1.53. Uh, first time we've seen Brady play in a little while. Again, coming off, I think, some plantar fasciitis you mentioned there. John, great hardcourt player. Was one of the better hardcourt players that we had during hardcourt season, not only the beginning of this year and the last year. Again, I'm thinking about backing her from an outright perspective. This number looks just about right to me. Maybe a little value on Brady. Maybe one of those situations where I go and try to sell some games. You know, the spread, I believe, is right around minus four and a half. Um, or no, I'm sorry. It's actually minus three. So maybe try to sell out to something. But Georgie can just snap in before at a moment's notice. Um, what, do you, what do you guys think? Spread, do you have an angle here? Oh, so, hey, we talked beforehand about um, about motivation. And I said I'm defaulting to everyone fully motivated for this tournament. There's the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> Camilla Georgie. If there's anyone that's just there for the experience, right, of just hanging out with all the other athletes, it's Camilla Georgie. This is another one where, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you guys if you get involved, but I also have no problem I'm sitting on the sideline uh, for, for, for this match. Do you have anything in this one, John? No, no. I, I, I want to oppose Brady, but not in this spot. And honestly, I'd rather see how she looks. Um and I'm willing to pass on a fade here. If she loses, she loses. If she's still feeling the effects of it, it doesn't bother me. I'm not going to be too upset with um, with uh, not taking Camilla Georgie. Like it, it, anytime I can avoid a Georgie, avoid a Georgie match, I'm happy. Jorovic plus two forty or three point four. Van Udfank minus three twelve or one point three two. I think you have a side here, John. I'm going to guess it's the underdog, but you surprise me sometimes. Yeah, look, I love opposing Jorovic on clay. She actually won a couple matches. She beat Kozakova. Okay, that doesn't count. Uh, and she beat Jacqueline Adina Christian, which is actually impressive. I opposed her that day. Uh, look, she hasn't been great. She hasn't played much this year, and she's only played on clay. So it's it's really risky. But good God. Allison, say those words again. Allison Van Utvank, minus 320. I mean, come on, man. You can't. I, I have to blind fade that. And Jorovic can hit the ball. She can hit with Van Utvank. It's... I don't know. I don't know. I think you're I, on the right side there. It's, but it's tough. Again, I'd, 
That's one of those like, sixty-five. Fred said, I'm, "I'm happy to pass on that one." Do you, do you have anything to add here, Spread? No, I don't. But Orway's <laughs> got a point, right? I mean, do- dog or pass, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's too them. much. That's she. She's not the favorite that you want to trust, right? No, not at all. Kudamatova, I hinted at this a little bit earlier, plus 260 or 3.6 against Muguruza minus 345 or 1.28. I absolutely think Muguruza should be favored here, but that number is just way, way too big for me on, on Kudamatova to pass up on it. What do you think, John? I mean, although you've got the Muguruza outright, did you think about backing Kudamatova at all at this number? No, because, like, take a look at what Kudamatova's done outside of like Charleston, Green Clay, and the Abu Dhabi final. What has she really done? An Istanbul semi where she got crushed by Mertens, Madrid third round, Rome third round, but she was, you know, as much as she's our cooter monster, she's just not had, if you think about it, outside of a final and a title, she hasn't had a great season in singles. She's been great in doubles, but I don't well, see it. I don't see it, the, especially against Garuza. So you look at the losses, you know, Mertens in two sets, you know, getting murked like that at Istanbul wasn't great. Her next loss is Kvitova, but that's three sets in Madrid where Kvitova does very well. She loses in two sets to Barty in Rome. That's fine. I don't love losing to Siniakova, but in three sets on clay, that's not the worst thing in the world. And then she loses to Samsonova on grass and Risk on grass and Golubich on grass. Like, again, it's a difficult surface for her on all three of those women. I mean, the first two, Samsonova had a great run at Wimbledon. Risk, that's her best surface by far, and Golubich generally does well on grass. So, like, I agree with you. The win-loss isn't very good, but I go back and look, and it's like, all right, she kind of survived the clay and grass season a little bit here. We're back on hard courts where I think she's at her best. Let's let's grab her to the press number. Okay, so let's let's use that. Like, you're, you're talking about the quality of competition that beat her. Right, like, hey, they're all good players on their surface. It's like, yeah, and that's my point. She's playing Garbina Muguruza, who's in that elite category and who's an all-court player. Like, it's just, I mean, the Golubich loss is an okay loss. It's not a great loss. The risk loss, according to the odds, wasn't great, but I mean, risk, risk on grass because her form was undervalued. Again, Samsonova, who just crushed grass. I get it, but like, how does she? How does she then take those losses and be like, okay, Muguruth is an easier match because it's not. That's going to be a much tougher match than all three of those, really. Um, especially since Muguruza did find her form and did come off her injury a bit, lost a, an absolute to an absolutely incredible own Shabur at Wimbledon. Otherwise, she made a she might have made a run to the second week there too. It's I just I don't I don't see it. I think probably about three to three and a half is probably the right price. She's probably got about a thirty uh, to thirty five percent chance to win, or you know. 28 to 33 percent or whatever your little range is i think it's probably somewhere in that vicinity what do you think spread anything to add there i mean i like garbine but i'm not getting involved at this price and you know um you know if they're not on the outright with you you know maybe a, a little value on kudermatova but i'll be honest i wouldn't be surprised if garbine just rolled here uh, i think that she's going to look really good in this tournament i think this sets up well for her um, you know, Jorge talked about, or John talked about the, the all-court game, uh, slower hard course indoors. I mean, the all-court game sh- should be the one that excels here. So uh, I do like Garbine. The price maybe is a little high, uh, not enough for me to get involved. Um, so, And then you've got your outright. So, so to me, you just let that ride. You don't even play the, the first-round match if I'm you. Yeah, we'll see. I just I keep looking at that number, and it looks a little out of whack to me. I'll circle back on that one. 
The last match we did have circled to talk about, Elena Ostapenko is minus 435 or 1.23 against the Russian Alina Vesnina, who we know has come back to tennis for this very moment. I won't <laughs> say exactly what I think she might be doing, but given her Russian heritage, she might have a leg up. <laughs> what do you think here, Spread? I mean, your girl's minus 400. That's dangerous territory for her. Yeah, I mean... Um... Never bet Penko as a huge favorite like this. Never. I mean, th there's no point at all, right? And, and, and we saw from Rocky IV uh, what could potentially happen, you know, opposing some of these Russians. So uh, this to me, I hate to say it, but, but there's huge value here in Vesmino. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I, I think I am going to just have to sprinkle the money line here a little bit. John, do you have any angles? Uh, yeah, I like Vesmino as well. I think that this, the odds are too far off here. Look, I'm still not sold in her singles game being back up to snuff per se, but, uh, you know, she won a couple, she won a match at the French, you know, lost to Rabakina, very good player. I mean, I know Ostapenko on her day is a very good player, but I mean, she she was a competitor against Goff. She handled Trevisan with a plume. She won a match at the French. Like, she's working her form back, uh, and she's got a, a decent enough game to really hold her own against Pinko. So, yeah, these odds are a little long for my liking in terms of being $4.34. I mean, should anybody be that long against Penko, who's half-decent with a competent game? I don't think so. All right, folks. That's all we got. That's it. That's everything. We'll be back later to talk about the men's draw, talk about some men's matches there. But for now, that's everything. we got some outrights, some simple game matches. Make sure you follow us all on Twitter, at Spread Astaire, at JR Tweets Tennis, myself at underscore noobs. You'll get to see all the great stuff we're doing. And uh, we'll see you soon. Talk a little men's tennis.